Yeah, here we go. A little bit of an abbreviated version, Slee, but a Travis and Slee nonetheless. Uh, just listening to you finish up the Laker postgame show, I was hoping, Slee, yeah. that we'd be coming into tonight. We'd be fired up about what happened on Saturday, that they would have gone back-to-back with the Knicks tonight. We'd be on a little bit of a roll. Yeah, so much for that. Yeah, right? Lakers screwed up our plans. They screwed up our plans. That's uh, that's what happened, Trev. That's what happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm what did they have? I, I haven't looked at the box score yet. Did I, I think this is right? They mm-hmm. had what four hundred and thirty-eight turnovers. Is that right? Uh, I'd be a little bit more optimistic. Two hundred and eighteen. Two hundred and eighteen. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, good. they not, uh, not just quite as bad by. as I thought, but it certainly felt like tonight was the hangover after the party on Saturday, right? Like everything was going great on Saturday. They're making shots. Everything went their way, and then tonight, really, very little went their way. Well, yeah, it's funny. I was telling Michael in the pregame that a game like this kind of concerned me because Brooklyn, let's just say that uh, they didn't really care that much on Saturday. I think that's a safe way to put it. They saw yep. that the Lakers were trying and uh, out-rebounding them or fighting to every loose ball, and Brooklyn was like, okay, well, we're okay. You can have it. Yeah, you can have this one. <laughs> and and by the way, for the Lakers, you don't care, right? That's, that's your call, and Lakers are just trying to play 500 basketball without LeBron and AD. But the Knicks, the difference, and this is going to happen tomorrow as well, um, Knicks are in eighth place in the East. So there's no, hey, we have the luxury of just kind of waking up whenever we feel like it. The Hornets tomorrow don't have LaMelo Ball. They don't have Gordon Hayward. They're sitting at six in the East. So it's actually these games against teams that have so much to play for that that really become the tough ones. Yeah, I mean, look. Like I was listening to you a second ago. LeBron has been out since the you know towards the end of March. Yep. AD's been out since Valentine's Day, basically. Um, this is not the team, and and the team that is here right now is willing. They compete, they battle, but they're just undergunned most nights. Mm-hmm. They they just don't have enough. I mean, I take any team in the league. If you take the two best players off of any team, they're going to struggle. And that the Lakers have managed to find a way to win three games on this trip already, a chance to finish the trip four and three tomorrow in Charlotte, and a chance to, look, let's say it doesn't work out, right? Let's say that tomorrow they lose to Charlotte and they come home three and four on this trip. I guarantee you when that plane took off from L.A., if you said, hey, look, you're going to win three of these seven games, I know nobody would say it out loud because you're not saying those sorts of things out loud. But they would have taken three and four on this trip. The fact that they have a chance to get four tomorrow, I think, is pretty good. They've kind of kept their head above water. They've won roughly about as often as they've as they've lost, maybe at a slower, uh, a slightly slower rate. But this is about what I think we were all hoping for when those guys went down. Play something close to 500 basketball, and that'll be good enough. And that's kind of what they've done. So you would have thought coming into the trip, you'd say, okay, game against Sacramento, all right, they got a good shot on that one. Yep. They'll lose to the Clippers. Game against Toronto, yeah, they got a pretty good shot on that one. Okay, they'll lose to Miami and Brooklyn and then split one of these Knicks or Charlotte games. At least that's how I looked at it. So there's your three games. So tomorrow they are, they are in a position to get that fourth. I will say the only thing that was frustrating about tonight's game, a lot of the mistakes are their own. You know what I mean? It, it's the – which is actually you could say is a positive because – um, they could correct those. It's not like the Knicks are this powerhouse, but defensively, Lakers were not nearly as um, as strong as they were, you know, obviously a couple nights ago. And then the turnovers, the turnovers, every other possession, it seemed like they just handed the ball to the Knicks. Knicks, I think, had uh, 14 more rebounds, nine offensive rebounds. So some of those key stats that could be the difference of a game, Lakers were not clean in on any of them. Well, and Andre Drummond went from having a night on Saturday night where he looked like he was one of the better players on the court in yeah. 2010 to – 
not having that sort of night tonight. He had the 10. That that, that party got done. He had the 10 rebounds, but just three points tonight. Uh, it just, you see Montrez's line? Montrez's line. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, no points in 15 minutes. He missed all four of his shots. He did have two rebounds, a block, uh, a turnover, and two fouls. So not a, not not a, a great good night. night for him. Yeah, not a good night. <laughs> like, I, so here, here's here's the thing. As you look at this, and you know they're, they've got a game tomorrow night, and they got the Celtics coming up when they come home, and they're home for a little while, and fine. And hopefully Anthony Davis is back in, what are we talking, a week and change maybe, yeah. hopefully? Yeah, I, I mean, think Saturday was a report they said seven to ten days. Okay, so hopefully he's back sooner than later. Yeah. At least they'll, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. LeBron, I heard you mention, is you know could be as many as three weeks away. So mm -hmm. he's still got a little bit of time before he comes back. That gives them about a month when everybody's together, assuming that nothing else comes up in the interim. Is that enough time? Because I, I know that LeBron and AD are going to be fine. I know that. I worry about all the other pieces because there's new pieces here. Look, Montrezl Harrell is a new piece on this team in a playoff format. Same thing with Schroeder. They just added Drummond. They just added McLemore. You've got Caruso. You've got Kuzma. You've got uh, Morris, the guys that have been through it before. But a lot of the guys that are going to play real minutes have not played together, and a month's worth of basketball is not a time. I know Michael, if he's listening to us right now, is probably screaming at his radio. All they need is a practice or two, and it'll be fine. Yeah. I've always thought that it's a little more time than that. Michael says, uh, you know, they need 30 minutes and uh, and a <laughs> right. lunch together, and they yeah. should be <laughs> they should be clicking from there. Right. Um, okay. Well, which one would you rather have, Trav? Because you got other teams out there that some of them are playing right now. That every single night the Utah Jazz are playing for something, and their guys are playing big minutes. The Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker and Chris Paul every single night they are. Uh, probably playing 30-plus minutes in this grind of a 72-game set. Go down the list. Denver, Clippers, Dallas. But they also probably have incredible chemistry together because mm -hmm. they're playing together every single night. So the question, if the question comes down to, would you rather have a team like that that's been playing all season long and they're in some type of a flow or more talent like the Lakers do, but they got some stuff to still figure out? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, talent, I'm, I'm a big believer in give me the best players. I, I, I think that there are some circumstances where familiarity and rhythm and team and concept and strategy and all those things can kind of create a little bit of a, of a smaller gap between a more talented team. But I'm a believer in give me the best players. The Lakers have the best players. But look, look you're ready for this. Here, yeah. Here's the other part we just don't know. And I don't even like saying this out loud because I don't I do not want to be right about this. And I'm not even saying this is going to happen. I'm just going to put it out there. We've never seen LeBron come back from an injury before. It's never happened. Right? I, I know he had the little thing a couple of his first year in LA, but that felt something different than this. This is this is a high ankle sprain. Those things take a long time to heal. Those things can linger. Those things can hobble you. All of the things that we've talked about, I anticipate LeBron coming back and being great because LeBron always comes back and he's always great. But the fact of the matter is, we don't know. This is uncharted water for LeBron James. So may, even if he's, you know, 10% less than full maximum LeBron, sure. maybe that's the difference. Well, I think this is what gives me optimism. So I'm with you, by the way. Give me the talent all day long because... LeBron and AD have already done – it's this talent that I'm talking about. Maybe not in other circumstances. Yeah. I'm going to use Brooklyn as an example. Brooklyn, 
I have not seen them all play together and win a championship together. I've seen LeBron James and Anthony Davis did it. They just did it recently. So I, I think this specific talent I'll roll my dice with any day of the week. As far as LeBron, you know, one of the things that I think I'm optimistic about is if these injuries, if, if AD had his injury in April, right, if he just had it now, then I, I don't know how that changes circumstances-wise. How long is he going to be out for? The Lakers, doesn't it feel like the Lakers have taken every precaution possible to just Absolutely. take their time? So I, I think with LeBron as well. I mean, LeBron's saying, hey, another three weeks. There was a window that I, I heard when he first got injured was four to six weeks. Yeah. And, and I think everything the Lakers are doing, because they're in position to do this, is to side on caution. You couldn't do that with KD. You couldn't do that with some of your other players, um, you know, who got injured right before the playoffs started or something along those lines. So I think it plays to to the Lakers' benefit. It's funny to think about the difference between AD and LeBron, right? That LeBron, because he's never had to come back from this before, you're just kind of like, yeah, I think it's going to be fine because he takes really good care of himself. He doesn't carry extra right. weight. Yeah, he's I almost all- don't even think twice. You, you don't think twice about it, but you just don't know. Whereas with AD, and because he's hurt a lot, you just kind of, yeah, he'll come back and he'll be fine. That's Anthony Davis gets hurt and he comes back and he's Anthony Davis. He knows what it's like to come back because we've seen it over and over again. It's, it's an odd mix where the guy that gets hurt more often, hmm. I feel, I don't want to say I feel better about it, but I just, I really don't worry about it because he's gotten hurt before and comes back and performs at the same level. Well, no matter what I say, what you say, and I think this is, you know, what it comes down to. And I know we've heard Laker fans say this all the time. Well, as long as they're healthy, they'll be fine. We've just all assumed they're going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Now we just have to wait and see. You know, I think yeah, the next we'll, thirty days are going to obviously tell that tell that we'll story. We'll see. We'll see because the games like tonight are they're they're not the uh, most aesthetically pleasing thing to look at. The hell world. happened to Julius Randle? Randle looked like uh, Patrick Ewing out there. He he had a very very good night tonight. But here's what I will say about Julius Randle and all these other guys, the Brandon Ingrams of the world. These okay. guys, it's really easy to be a good player on a bad team. It's so, really easy to be a good player. I shouldn't say easy. Mm-hmm. It's easier to be a good player on a bad team. A team that's barely in the playoff picture or fighting to get in the playoff picture, you can have a night here and there, and it looks – whereas trying to make – that every night somebody that's coming for you, that, that's what makes stars stars, right? Guys like LeBron and Steph and KD and even Harden, guys Lillard, they never have this up and down stuff. They're just up there every single night. B.I. I thought could be a consistent all-star player – you know, when he was with the Lakers, just so young, just because of his skill set. Mm-hmm. Randall, I didn't think so. Randall, I thought, all right, this guy could be a maybe 17 and 10 a night, one of those type of players, but he is having a pretty damn good season. Dude shooting over 40% from three this year. So that's yeah. not something That's not something that, you know, when he was playing for the Lakers, it was a lot of teams would just let him shoot. So obviously he's he's developed. No, he's gotten much better. He has gotten much better as well. Speaking of aesthetically pleasing, Slee, well, maybe okay. the Lakers aren't the most aesthetically pleasing team. The Dodgers are, and the Dodgers are doing some stuff that should have everybody in the rest of Major League Baseball very, very concerned. I'll tell you what those are next. It is Travis and Slee on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Steven a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details you know what i think i need to do sleep 
get into the box score of the game? No, definitely not that. Definitely not. Let's that. look at the Knicks depth chart. <laughs> you can do that starting at about I'd say nine oh one. You can peel <laughs> apart that neck that Knicks depth chart. I want to compare. I want to compare the, uh, compare the 2014 Knicks team to this team. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny when I first started doing this. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure I know all this stuff about all these different things. Then you realize. No, nobody wants to hear about that. No, <laughs> no we just got to we got to find weird stuff to talk about. We got to find the stuff that everybody else has to deal with. And for instance, mm-hmm. I didn't have to go to the laundromat today. My guy is coming tomorrow. There we go. Oh, we're yeah, getting, that's right. We're getting that's it right. all squared away. Mm-hmm. But can I tell you, I, again, it happens tomorrow. So we're back. We're not back until Friday, right? Yeah, because yeah. uh, next game Thursday. Yeah, Lakers yeah. talk Wednesday. Yep. So we're back on on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I think what's going to happen is – by the time you and I speak to each other on Friday, it's going to be a oh yeah they had to order a part and I'm going to be basically yeah, at the laundromat part is six every to third eight day. weeks. Yeah, and, and oh just let us know when it comes and call us. This is what I don't understand. Like okay. they order can, the part can you, to wait, your can house. You, can you tell? Can you give for those who don't know the story? Give them a, just a little snippet and then continue I, your story. On Thursday afternoon, I got home and was going to do a load of laundry and opened up the lawn, the uh, the washing machine door. And yep. it's not the type that, that opens on the top. It's the type that opens in the front. Mm-hmm. So I opened the door and the great flood came out. There were animals lining up two by two out in the front of my house, getting ready to uh, load the ark that was going to take them to safety. It was more water than I've ever seen outside of a swimming pool in my life. And you had golfed. So as yes. any golfer who was out in the heat all day, yes. you take off whatever you're wearing. You throw I was it in doing the laundry. laundry. You're doing laundry. I was doing laundry. and I'm like Trying to get so everything my- in. My choices are I could do the laundry except for the stuff I just had on. Not happening. Or I could do the laundry. Exactly. And so I decided to do the laundry, and then the flood started. So I was trying to clean up the flood after having tried to do the laundry, and it was a mess. And so it's still not fixed, but the guy's coming tomorrow, and I'm not optimistic. Because here's the thing. Yeah. They've never showed up on the first trip and go, oh, here, dip, fixed, done, mm-hmm. have a nice day. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, you see what your problem here is, is – um. Your uh, flux capacitor in the back there, yeah, that thing right there, yeah, um, that that the gasket on the the head gasket on the capacitor is blown out, and uh, we got to order that, and they only make it in uh, one factory in um, China, and they're on strike, and it won't be available for nine months. That that's every call that's ever happened. You know what you should do on the side, just one of these days. <laughs> You should pretend like you're a handyman and just go to one of these places, <laughs> grab a flashlight, use a flashlight on your phone, and just do exactly what you did. Because if you came with that delivery to my house for a tech call, I'm buying whatever you're selling. I'm like, that's that's you're 100 right. Sounds good to me. I was going to say that. I, w- I was going to say that. So Susan comes back from her trip. She was in Mexico for a week, and we she was cut off. She was like in remote Mexico, mm-hmm. no cell serve, the whole thing. So we hadn't talked to each other in a week. She comes home. And I tell her about the washing machine, and she goes, oh, it's probably just clogged. I said, okay. She goes, well, it's, it's, it just needs the clog. Just, I said, do you know how to do that? She goes, no. I said, well, neither do I, so what difference does it make what it might be? I, I mean, I can't unclog it. You can't unclog it. She goes, do I well, go can't you? the attic? I mean, what do I do? What do you mean? It's clogged. <laughs> it's, it's clogged. Okay, great. That'd be like telling me if the mechanic of my car breaks down, they say, oh, uh, the alternator's busted. Okay, great. Now, Fine fix it i you can tell me what it is all day long i don't know how to fix anything uh my com, my comrex is not working awesome 
Yeah. Awesome. What do you want me to do? When can Adam get here? <laughs> that, that, yeah, I, I, we have two options. Adam can come to my house, or I can put the Comrex in my car and drive it up to the station. I Those are the two I, things we I would have told your wife. I would have just said, you know what? That's a good point. It's clogged. Let me go ask the neighbors <laughs> if they're dealing with the same thing. Maybe this is the whole neighborhood. Maybe the whole neighborhood is clogged. And she looked at me like, well, it's just clogged. It, well, yeah, I, I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm sure the water just didn't decide to sit in there because it was having a nice day and wanted to see what it was like on the outside. The fact that she can even assess the problem is impressive because I, I can't even get that far. <sighs> Not, I Like I, I said, I, that far. I put on a shirt and some other things and very quickly called and said, uh, I need to get a guy out here. All right, so the Dodgers, uh, Slee, they are 8-2. and two. They have the best Struggling. record in baseball. Struggling. Um, they, they're the only team with eight wins. Mm-hmm. The most in baseball outside of eight coming into tonight was just six. So they're going to go into tomorrow's game against Colorado Rockies with the most wins in baseball. The, the Rockies are not good. They've got the Padres for three after that. Then they go to Seattle for two more and then come home for four against the Padres. So they've got seven coming up with the Padres in the next couple of weeks. The Padres are obviously going to be their toughest challenge, but I'm telling you, here's what's so scary about them, Sleep. Mm-hmm. They're scoring runs without hitting home runs. We know they're going to hit home runs. Mookie Betts is going to hit home runs. Bellinger's going to hit home runs. Max Muncy's going to hit home runs. Turner's going to hit home runs. Corey Seager's going to hit. They, they will hit home runs. That's just going to happen. They're winning games. Their starting pitching has been not very good. It's been very great. Hmm. It has been extraordinary so far. Their bullpen's been really good. But here's the rub. Cody Bellinger has missed six games. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts has missed, what five. is that, five now. Mm-hmm. You've got two guys that are your two best players. I know Seager's my guy, but those are the two best players on the team. Mike Trout just hit a home run. There you go. Um, but they're winning games without their best player. That doesn't happen, right? You might you might be – look at what we're talking about the Lakers for the last couple of months. I was going to say, this is the equivalent, right? Right. Their two best players are on the rack – and the Dodgers win every game. This this should really, really scare the rest of baseball. If I'm the Padres, this is going to sound ridiculous. You ready? Mm-hmm. This is going to sound really super stupid. These seven games coming up with the Padres in the next two weeks, the Padres have to be thinking, we have to win at least five of these games. Or these guys are going to hit that gas, and they're going to disappear, and we're never, ever going to see them again until the playoffs. You know, I, I think um, I think the comp you just made about LeBron and Anthony Davis, it would be the equivalent of saying, okay, if the Dodgers were playing, let's say they were 5-5, five and five, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, yeah, but they're missing, you know, Mookie and, and Bellinger is out. So because of those two players, give them some time. Let them get healthy here. They'll be fine. Eight and two in the best record in Major League Baseball. Um, I, I, I don't know if the Padres, you're saying that, that seven-game stretch – you think the Padres have it in their mind that they have to I, – I, I don't think they're going to go toe-to-toe with the Dodgers in the regular season. What I'm referring to there is that if the Dodgers win the NL West again, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not shocked, obviously, if that happens. I'd be more surprised if the Padres win it. I just don't know if during this 162-game game grind that – the biggest opponent for the Dodgers is just getting through the regular season. That's it. It's just – Going through the motion of the grind of they know how good they are. Their players know how good they are. You just mentioned that once they actually start clicking, then they'll be even better than they already are. With all that in mind, it's just you're almost playing against yourself. You you are. And, but here's the other thing you're playing against, and it's, it's on what it's today, April 12th. So we've still got a long way to go before we get into this. You got to – until you get into probably – Mid to late July, do you start thinking about this? But a couple of things. Number April one, April 15th is the most important game of the year. I'm going <laughs> to continue to tell you that. It's coming up in three days. Max Muncy is the only guy that's played in every game for the Dodgers so far. Hmm. 
Okay, so they're already giving guys days off. They're already managing their schedule because they have so much depth and they can do these things. If they can continue to win and give Seager a day here, give JT a day there, Chris Taylor gets a day off of his feet. Uh, you know, Mookie and Bellinger obviously have missed some time along the way. AJ Pollock, all of them, Chris, uh, 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 Will Smith, and Austin Barnes kind of ping pong back and forth from behind the plate. It's not like you're grinding these guys up to get to the postseason. They're all going to be very fresh and. If you get into late July, early August, and all of a sudden you see, you know what, we can win 115 games, and we don't even have to try to do anything crazy to do it, I think you're chasing that too. Nobody will say it. Nobody's ever going to say, yeah, we want to go because, A, it's bad luck, and, B, it's just a bad look if something weird happens in the postseason. But you know the further they go, if they're winning 75% of their games and they're over that clip through the first two weeks, yeah, all of a sudden history is a part you're competing against as well. You want to see that as a fan? You know, it, it's funny because actually, I think a fan, it's easy. You say yes, because why wouldn't you? Um, but I always think back to the Warriors back in 2016, and, and they chased the 73 games. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling you that they shouldn't have chased it. I mean, I, I was watching, it, it was fascinating seeing some of those games and the fact that they had a chance to break the Bulls' record. They broke it. No one will ever remember them in 2016 as the team that won 73 games. They'll just remember the. 3-1 finals loss, or they're up 3-1, and they and end up losing to uh, uh, LeBron and the yeah, uh, thanks, Cleveland Draymond Cavaliers. kicking LeBron in the junk. And Draymond, Draymond getting suspended in that critical game. Obviously, that changed right. the whole series. I think you want to see it as a fan. I, I think, I, I don't know, from an organization perspective, they're, they're good enough. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to talk about. They're good enough to, to put up. If they want to win every one of these, reg- they can do it. I mean, it's yeah. not like, it's not, it's not. They don't, the have to, ordinary they to... don't have to push to do it. That's what that's what makes it so interesting to me. There, there are a couple of things here. Number one, and this – follow along here. So, I'm not saying it's easy to win the World Series or the NBA Championship or anything like that. It's obviously not. It's incredibly difficult. But somebody wins it every year, right? Some, at the end of the season, somebody's going to win the World Series, right? The end of this basketball season, somebody's going to win an NBA Championship. Somebody wins it every year. What doesn't happen every year is a chance to do something that's never happened before. That's why I loved that Golden State not only tried to do it, but they openly embraced it. They said, yeah, we want to win more than the 72 games. We want to win. We want to set the record. Patriots, we want to be the greatest. Patriots trying the to go. Patriots mm-hmm. go and say, I, I absolutely love it when teams go for it. Neither one of those teams got it done. Neither one of those teams were able to do it. But I loved it. I loved the idea of going for it in those moments because while somebody wins it every year, not everybody does something historic every year, and the Dodgers have a chance to do that potentially. Well, like you just said, it, they don't have to necessarily change the script very much to potentially do that, and I think that's the key. As long as you're not stretching yourself for the postseason, as long as you're not six-game lead in the NL West and you're dominating in the NL and you're still bringing out uh, Bueller for eight innings and in a close – you know what I'm saying? Like as long – right before the postseason starts, they as long as that. you're not doing things like that, yeah. then then – Maybe you could do it just by nature of uh, of how good your team is. I think it may just happen that you can just kind of shuffle all these guys, and it may just happen. They are that good, and there really isn't other than the bullpen and Kenley Jansen. Let's say it. I've been critical of him when he's pitched poorly. He pitched uh, about as well as you could hope that he could pitch yesterday. He was absolutely razor sharp. So hopefully we get some more of that. All right, Slee. Not one, but two Kobe Bryant anniversaries this week. Not one, but two. So what I want to do is we're going to talk about those two anniversaries. We're going to take some calls too. Eight seven 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 ten. 
ESPN, 877-710-3776. Some of your favorite Kobe Bryant memories as well because two great Kobe moments happened this week uh, in the past. We'll get into both of those coming up at 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We are a big deal, Slee. You know that. I know that. We just got to make sure... That everybody else knows that, right? Um, I just uh, I mentioned this in the last segment about the box score. So I got Taj Gibson um, on my screen. So if you want to go through his career, just kind of pay attention <laughs> okay. to Taj Gibson. He had a really nice night tonight for the Knicks. So just let me know, and I got the numbers here in front of me. Taj Gibson was a 29-year-old freshman at USC about 46 <laughs> years ago and has played in the NBA, I believe, for 54 years. Yeah, he uh, he actually was drafted same year as David <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> I feel like I've been watching Taj. You I don't have. know why he's no, you that have been. I've been watching Taj Gibson play basketball. I think for my entire life. You know, I remember getting his cards when I was three years old, and I think I saw him play in the NBA last night. Uh, he's been around forever. I um, another person I feel like has been in the league for the Joakim Noah, who just recently retired. Oh yeah, Joakim. I'm like Noah. Weren't you playing in? Uh, <laughs> weren't you playing in '94? I remember him guarding Bill Walton in that Final Four game several years ago. Yeah. Classic <laughs> game. I was covering it. I covered that game. I covered that game. Uh, you know, I don't know if I got – there was a great Ask Slee that came in mm-hmm. uh, after hours. Oh, here it is. I just found it. This is off topic, but I'm going to read it to you since you said that. Uh, this is from TFP. It says, since Slee was deal as being the I was there guy, what historic event slash game he actually attended is your favorite? What's the best thing you've ever been to? In person. Um, man, okay, so I, I got a couple, and actually this might fall in line with the anniversary, okay? That's so, why I asked, because there's one on the list for sure. Okay, so I could say 2010 Lakers-Celtics Game 7. The only problem, Trav, it was so freaking stressful. Like, I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't enjoy the game. Well, Kobe couldn't make a shot. Kobe couldn't make a shot. Lakers <laughs> yeah. were down at one point, I want to say 14, so... That game was so freaking stressful. And and I remember like specific moments at Staples Center. Before the game started, the energy was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Once the game started, it was so tense. You know, so like that is one of the greatest sporting events that I've ever been to, but yeah. it was also so stressful. Um tomorrow is the anniversary, the five year anniversary of Kobe, sixty points in his final game. You know what? What makes that so much different than most sporting events is you're not. There was nothing on the line. Nothing. So you're not playing for a playoff spot. It's not a championship game. It's not a playoff game. So you literally got to just walk into an arena and enjoy one of the greatest to ever do it in his final performance, and he had freaking sixty. <laughs> it, it was so. Kelvin and I were mm-hmm. doing our show at that time. 
And we were hosting an event over at Tom's Urban when there were still events to be hosted. Sure. This was, like I said, a million years ago. And so we were watching the game. The game starts, and we're watching the games over at Tom's Urban. And I don't know if anybody really remembers this all that well. Kobe got off to a terrible start. Just a terrible state. He, he, I mean, not only was he missing, but he was missing badly. He, he really, he looked slow. He looked like he didn't have his legs. It just looked like it was going to be one of those nights. And you're thinking, oh, this, this is bad news because you don't want to see him go. And then, look, if we're, if we're being honest, you go back that last few games of Kobe's kind of all over the map. He it, just you wouldn't be surprised if he had a bad game on his no, final night. No. And then all of a sudden, about halfway through the second quarter, he got it going a little bit. And then the second half, it was extraordinary. We'd, we'd made our way over to Staples, and we were inside the building watching it for the second half. And we're looking at each other like, he's going he's gonna to get to 30. He's going to get to 30. Isn't of course he's going to get to 30. And then he just blew past you. Like, you know what? There's enough time. He could get to 40 if he stays hot. And then about two minutes of game time went by, and he was at 40. And we're thinking, you know, if he, gets, if he just goes crazy. Well, we kept saying, okay, it's going to be 30. It's going to be 40. It's going to be... He got to 60, and it was just such a perfect – and I get it. Like you said, Utah had their spot locked up. They weren't competing for anything. The Lakers weren't going to the playoffs. Kobe was going to take every shot. He still had to make them. He still had to knock these shots down, and it was just such a classic Kobe thing that he got in that groove for the last time. Like, I'm going to give everybody one last taste of this before I walk out, and I remember the the – the convents afterwards he gets on the mic and it was you know a little this little that and wasn't very long wasn't emotional at all really and it was mamba out see you later and i'm like that was perfect you ever gone back and uh you ever gone back and watched that game yeah i have actually yes uh, i think i think i almost even got it was so overwhelming when you're there you know i don't know where to look I, i'm i'm like you can't there were times where I wasn't even looking at the court anymore. I just wanted to see the reaction from the fans because, mm-hmm. you know, it's such a – what makes sports – most of the time, in my opinion, what makes sports t- kind of takes it to another level, the freaking energy, right? And that's something that we've missed during COVID. Lakers are going to get fans back for the first time since April 15th. I've already been telling you, go to Staples Center for a game, you know, all season long, and here are the greatest players in the world, and I feel like I'm at 24-hour fitness – watching yeah. a couple guys in a pickup game, right? <laughs> it's weird. That's just how it's been. But the energy that came from that game where everybody knew this is it. There's no more Kobe Bryant. This will be his final game in a Los Angeles Lakers jersey. This will be his final game. There is no potential. Co- no, this is it. Co- Kobe Bryant is done after this. And I just remember, and, I, and the reason why I say if you watch it on TV, there's so many whether it's showing Jack Nicholson, whether it's showing Snoop, whether it's showing Shaq, whether it's just it's panning to fans and they're in disbelief, I think it kind of helps tell the story. It was extraordinary because it was, I said this the last time, nobody's better at events than the Lakers. Nobody's Mm -hmm. better at rolling out the red carpet and making something feel like a big deal than the Lakers are. And you remember the videos playing before the game. You remember the videos playing during the game. All of the NBA greats talking about it. It was just just a perfect, perfect night. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Gardena and our buddy Manuel. Manuel, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, my friend? Uh, T-Rod, Slee Stack. I was telling Jesse the body off air, man, uh, Work late a little bit, turn on the radio, and lo and behold, man, I'm like a pig rolling around in a pig pen right now. I'm so happy. How the hell are you guys doing? Great. Not as good as you, but we're pretty good. 
Hey, my bet is that Edward Davey calls in before Beckner does. All right? <laughs> just for the record. You have no idea what I just said, Sliwa, but it's funny. Hey, look, here's, here's, here's the perfect one. Manuel, right? Manuel, if you get Travis laughing, I'm good. It doesn't. I don't need to get That's it. That's right. Hey, what, did we have somebody trying to ageism on you, uh, uh, Sleestack? Speak on it. What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. Like when I, I came in midway, and you guys were talking about somebody saying that Slee's uh, like an old <laughs> no, 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 no. You like missed, no, you missed the I setup. No, Slee has been at every major sporting event since the turn of the century, the other turn of the century. Manuel, it doesn't matter what event. <laughs> I just keep saying that I've been there and I covered that sport. So that's all it was. Hey, what I want to know is how was it when the babe pointed that <laughs> shot, called out that shot, Slee? I uh, I, had, I took a sick day on that day. I wasn't. That's was the only one I missed. <laughs> hey, but hey, I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie, Trav. You don't know this about Slee Stack. He's the one who used to call in the bets for Pete Rose. I'm outro <laughs> on that one. Appreciate you calling in, Manuel. Well. Thanks, Manuel. So not only is it the anniversary of Kobe's final 60-point game, it's yeah. also this week is the anniversary of when Kobe tore his Achilles against the Warriors. Um, and obviously not a great memory for Kobe, I'm sure, or Kobe Bryant fans, but it was also one of those moments, Lee, where we got a glimpse into what this dude's – I mean, I, I don't know about – have you ever torn your Achilles? Uh, I have not. Ne- nor have I, mm-hmm. and I'm knocking on wood right now. I would very, very much like to keep my – what's the plural of Achilles? 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 I'll run with that. The second one. I'll run with the second one. Achilles? I would like to keep them both fully intact and connected to my heels and my lower leg. But this dude – Pops nah, his that, that was in that. That's a that's a major moment in his career. Yes, and he goes to the free throw line and knocks him down, mm-hmm. and then walks off the court. And I mean, come on, man. I mean, I, I know he's tough. I know Mamba, all that stuff. But when you snap your Achilles, most people just don't walk to the free throw line to knock him down and then say, "Yeah, see you later. I'll catch you catch you down the road." You know, Trav. Obviously, for uh, you know, for the unfortunate reasons over the last year plus or so. Yeah, we've had so many different conversations about Kobe, so many different conversations uh, about his career with the Lakers, and we look back, memories and everything else. I bring that up every time, every time. I I actually, I think that moment where he tore his Achilles is such a, um, it's such a highlight of who he was. So it's like, you know, somebody might see that and say- It's a perfect representation of what he was about. Is it not? I mean, he, no, I don't, I don't want the help. Let me go- Knock down these two free throws, which, by the way, I know doesn't mean anything. That was a crucial game for the Lakers. Remember, they mm-hmm. were just trying to get into the playoffs, and tears his Achilles, steps up two free throws. I want no help going back to the locker room, and I, I don't know how else to describe that. I, I see players, and we see it all the time. I do the injury report in the pregame show, and I'll be on with Michael, and I'll say that this player, uh, he'll say, well, why is he out? And I'll say um, he has a... Uh, right hand uh, injury, and he goes, "Well, Kobe missed the game." You know, he throws. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. But that's what he that's what he throws in there, and he throws that in there because <laughs> that's what Kobe was. Kobe, well, yeah, Kobe but- is this perception of it doesn't matter what the injury is. Pop my finger back in, Gary Vitti. I'm going back out. There. That that that's like saying, "Well, Ichiro would have hit it." Well, yeah, Ichiro would have, but no one else could. You know, I mean, there are some guys that can just do some things. That, you know, Tom Brady never missed that pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand, but that's Tom Brady. Taj that's- Gibson would have grabbed that rebound. <laughs> you know, he has so much experience. He's been around for so long. So are either one of those your your the 
I don't, favorite's kind of a weird word to use if we're talking about an injury like that. But when you think of Kobe Bryant, the yeah. first the first basketball thing you think of is what? I loved um, I loved the Kobe Shaq days, and I loved when they'd be in big playoff moments, and Shaq would foul out like he did against Indiana, Indiana or San sure. Antonio. I don't think those moments get talked enough about because, you know, there was the Kobe and Shaq days, but Shaq was winning the finals MVPs. And then there was the Shaq and Pow days. Shaq, or I'm sorry, the uh, Kobe and uh, Pow days. I I like the Kobe and Shaq moments where people sometimes may forget how critical Kobe was because Shaq was such a monstrous player. You know, it's funny you say that, and you and I did not talk about this beforehand, but I I agree completely. When I think of Kobe, the very first thing I think of was – I believe it was against Portland in the Western Conference Finals where Kobe is driving the lane and he throws that little floater up to the rim and Shaq gets it and flushes it. And that was kind of the end of Portland at that point. That kind of sealed the deal. The Lakers had won. And then you fast forward to when they win the championship through the next round and Shaq embracing Kobe, lifting Kobe up in the air, and Kobe's hugging him. Like, you know, like you just don't see people hug other first than First championship. Their first, first championship, championship together. And just this jubilation mm-hmm. and joy on both of their faces. That That's what I think of when I think of him because it was before the whole thing had gone off the rails between the two of them. It was before Kobe had, you know, kind of gone into the Mamba mentality mode. He was still kind of kid Kobe at that point. That's the first thing I think of because he was extraordinary and he and Shaq together were unstoppable. There were chapters to Kobe's career and I think the Achilles, which was that was today, is the um, yeah. the the anniversary. That was one chapter. The obviously tomorrow will be a chapter. The the sixty point performance. But I, I mean, we could sit here literally. We could sit here for a half hour and just list out all the different moments where you're like, oh, do you remember this Kobe moment? Remember when Kobe ended the regular season and the Pacific Division was on the line and he hits those two shots against the Blazers over the Kobe stopper Reuben Patterson and Theo Ratliff in another game and another possession poor Reuben Patterson by the way never that, never could never get dubbed the Kobe stopper that's a bad deal that's the worst nickname you want to have uh and by the way I was still always like wondering like when did he stop him I, I don't remember yeah. when he stopped him Kobe probably missed a couple of shots in a row at one point, and so, yeah, I, I got this. All right, um, Slee, I don't mean to break news uh, to you on the air. I don't mean to put you on the spot, sure. but this may be the last show we ever do together because I may have found my next calling in life. There is a job posting okay. that I have applied for, and I'm very optimistic that I'm going to get it. I'll tell you Trav, what Trav, if you're gone, I'm gone. Oh, good deal. You okay. could, we'll, we'll go do this together. I'll see if it's a tandem deal. It's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Why does he say it twice? You just say you just have to say it once. Because <laughs> that's what he does. That's what he does. All right. Um, so much emphasis in the second one, too. Yeah, see, he hits the D hard, too. It's just, you know, <laughs> duh. 
It's just it's the dump. It's everything we didn't get to. I, I like the first explanation better. Let's start with this, Lee, before we get to my uh, my last and best job that I'm ever going to have in my life. Okay. You must be excited. I'm curious whether you decide to celebrate privately mm-hmm. um, or whether you do it in a public fashion. Today is Shannon Doherty's birthday. She turns uh, 50 years old today mm-hmm. and is a – as. A and the only Brenda Walsh fan I know on the face of the earth. Uh, how do you how do you celebrate this momentous event? Um, I don't know if her Instagram's not working. I hit her with a few direct messages. <laughs> nothing yet, but <laughs> nothing yet. I'm just start, trying to figure out, get some information. I got a couple of people out there trying to tell me where she could be hanging out and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll see. Still got a couple more hours left. Oh uh, well, good luck, I Shannon. Hope that, if you're uh, listening. I hope that uh, Brenda hit you back because if Shannon, uh, Shannon and Slee could go, you know, could get a drink, maybe hang out a little bit and celebrate her 50th birthday. I, I don't have a feeling any of her coworkers will be celebrating with her because she was not particularly uh, popular. Is she, she outcasted? She, I believe the term in the inter, uh, entertainment industry is mm-hmm. she's difficult to work with. Mm. I think that's the uh, phraseology they use there. Uh, other words apply in other lines of work, but that is the notorious uh, okay. difficult to work with. Okay, that's fair. How about this? Mm-hmm. So uh, a casino review site called Bonus Finder has launched a new contest this week to find a, quote, MLB professional food tester. Let me explain what this job will entail. If you want to uh, wish Shannon a uh, uh, happy birthday, 877-710-ESPN. Go ahead, Trev. <laughs> the winner will be given $500 as well as a budget for food and travel. Uh, the tester will be expected to travel to Major League Baseball stadiums to taste their hot dogs and watch games. Mm-hmm. It continues. The tester will then have to review hot dogs based on appearance and color, flavor complexity, quality of meat, bun quality, and flavor sauce and topping generosity and value for money. Okay? It also concludes to say they will also have to review the games on entertainment, quality, stadium atmosphere, and excitement. So if I'm not understanding this correctly, they're looking for somebody to go from Major League Park to Major League Park to eat and review the hot dogs and then eat and review the ballparks and the products on the field and whether or not you had a good time. I feel like this was designed for me in a laboratory because this is exactly what I would like to do for the rest of my life. I almost feel like all those details when they say when you're a kid, "Hey, what do you want to what do you want to be when you grow up?" Yes. That you literally wrote that. all that. That's yeah. what you, well, I would well, like to make some money and this is my thought process is I have a way of <laughs> I have this knack of understanding hot dogs better than anybody else. <laughs> if I go to different locations and I try the quality of the bun and the this, I feel like you wrote all that. Yeah, so you what is it? Usually like fourth or fifth grade, where you write that essay like, mm-hmm. "When I'm forty, I will be, you know, doing this job with this many kids, married to this person, whatever it is." Right? I think and, I said something about magic. <laughs> something about Magic Johnson. They're like, right. "Yeah, for sure. We let's all go did. The, let's go to the next. Let's go to the next kid." Right. Mine was well. I'm going to be playing center field for the Dodgers. Well, I mean, like that's not going to happen. Of course, that's what I'm going to be doing. Right. But I think that you know, well, oh, gosh, really, hot dogs are good. I love baseball. Um, is there any way that I could just eat hot dogs and watch baseball for the rest of my life? In your interview, you would say you would take a clip with you and you'd say, so I've, I've been doing this radio show for a little bit. And <laughs> I told Slee, I told him that two hot dogs is usually my appetizer. So yes. if that doesn't say somebody who's committed to the craft, <laughs> what does? <laughs> what does? Okay, so here's the question before we <laughs> move on from this. If you go to you and I are going to a Dodger game. Okay. okay? We, we get in our seats. We sit mm-hmm. down. Uh, we got few minutes before the first pitch. We're mm-hmm. not going to miss the first pitch, but we have time to go grab a beer mm-hmm. and grab a bite. What, what is what, On your first trip through the line, what is Slee going to get? Uh, I'm going to get peanuts and beer. 
Perfect. Yeah, that's that, a good start. I, I want to start off with that. Kind of let let an inning or two kind of go through, and then then we'll start going for the. I'd the like other to stuff. have the first dog down before the first pitch. <laughs> I'd just like to have. I'd like to, it's it's like a warm up, right? I'd like it's 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 my version of batting practice. Right, so the players take hacks in the cage, take a few ground balls. Starting pitcher goes to the bullpen to get loose. I'm going to hit that Dodger dog just to warm the system. I could up. see you sweating in line because you're trying to work out the timing. There's <laughs> yeah. one person oh, taking need... really long, and you're starting to get nervous. You don't know if you're going to get that dog be, in. I need to be in my seat with that dog gone by the first pitch, and then somewhere around the third inning, I'm going to have a second dog, and then somewhere around the fifth inning, we're going to get the main course, like maybe a nacho helmet. I'm telling you, Trav, like Trav, I remember I mentioned that Lexus Club or San Manuel. I'm yeah. Tell, I'm you won't even leave. You can't. Like, it's so difficult to leave. But it counts as a workout if I get up and walk up to the uh, hot true. dog place. Yeah, I mean, that's true right there. As well. All right, Slee, these shows aren't long enough. We need that second hour to come back. On Friday, we have a full two-hour two edition, Slee. Enjoy the Hornets tomorrow night. We will yes, see sir. everybody on Friday. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.